Hey everyone, welcome back to Earth to Self podcast. This is Ashley Michelle. This week we are touching base on self-love. It's something that has really been cliche for a while now. And when you speak of self-love, it seems like everyone gets it or everyone's doing it. And that could be a great thing or honestly, or maybe it's a trend, but we could have way worse trends, right? Like if that is a freaking trend, then I'm pretty excited about that. And it has been for a while. I know, I think I started noticing it eh, like four to six years ago, just really hearing the word self-love all over the place. Let's talk about the overuse of the word, the positives we get from it, the healing it takes, and what all of that means. This includes responsibility, why we need to take it, self-discipline, and it being the key to developing our higher selves. And also, what does it look like? So put everything down and let's talk about self-love. All right. So first things first, what is self-love? Like, what is that to you? What does that mean to you? I know what it means to me. To me, it's prioritizing myself, prioritizing my needs, making sure I'm taken care of, learning to say no. I know what that means to me, right? And I feel like it can be, it has like a the same layer for everyone, the same foundation, but then there's branches of that for each person on what that means to them, what their love language is, or what they've been through, their experiences. And, the, you know, do we need it? Yeah, absolutely we need that. We need self-love. It is something that, honestly, I feel like has been ridiculed or put together with being, you know, having an ego or being overconfident or being obsessed, self-obsessed. And to be honest, it's none of those things. <laughs> It's none of those things. I know many people that struggle with self-love mainly due to the fact that they do not want to come off as arrogant or superior or overconfident or obsessed with themselves. And so they leap completely the opposite direction and have absolutely no say, no, no care for themselves out of fear of not looking humble. That's sad. At the same time, though, I do know people who are that way, who do believe they are superior, who are arrogant, who are overconfident, who are obsessed with themselves, who are cocky. And I feel that it is honestly a balance. It's a balance of making sure that your needs are met, but also allowing yourself to be the student, right? In the past, like, I don't know, four to six years, I have just overheard this word so much to now it's it's unfortunate. It really doesn't mean too much to a lot of people. At the same time, there are positives to that, right? We've we see more people reaching for it, more people understanding that that's what they need, more people understanding that they don't have this. Um, And then also there's more people giving ideas and ways to develop self-love for themselves, for the, obviously for themselves, but to to develop self-love and to really take it seriously. So even though there has come an overuse of the word and a trend of the word, I'm actually quite grateful. I've seen so many people grow and understand themselves, start working on their self-discovery journey. And that makes my heart happy, uh, to be honest. And I hope that that makes you happy as well, because that means that we have more people healing and more people becoming their best self. 
I think that the after you understand why you want to be your best self, after you understand how you're, that's going to happen, I think that self-love is the very first step of that how. I truly believe that. I think that that's something that I know when I was 28, I started calling it my self-love journey. And I was just, I didn't even know what the hell that meant. I didn't know what self-love was. Um, that was like eight years ago. I didn't know what that was. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I mean, I didn't even know that that was, you were supposed to have that. Uh, I didn't even know what that looked like. <laughs> um, so I just knew, I just, I heard it. I learned about it and I was like, oh, I need that. Yeah. I, I really worked hard at figuring that out. That took some years, some major years. I would say like three to four years on that journey of just figuring out what the f does that look like for me? What does that look like for anyone? What does that feel like? What does it sound like? What does it taste like? How does it, how does it feel? Oh, that was such a hard time. That was my first step to in healing. That was my first step in the how I was going to get to my why. And that required a lot of healing. Like there was a lot of turning around, looking back at myself and saying, I don't like that. I don't like that. Who do you want to be? What do we want to do? Okay, well, you that's not going to get you there. That's not going to make that happen. That's not how we treat people. Well, no wonder you're so lonely. You know, like all of these things, I had to look at myself and say, we got to fix some things. We got to work on that. We got to turn it around. We got to make these changes. And that forced me into still one of the longest healing journeys. I've, it, this is, these, there's wounds that I didn't even know about. And I'm sure that you have wounds that you don't even know about, wounds that you haven't even figured out. And you're going to be going down this journey and you're going to be like, I can tell that I'm doing better. And then all of a sudden there's going to be this damn wound that you didn't even know about that comes from this, this or that. And it just hits you like, oh, I didn't even know that I struggled with that. I didn't even know I was hurting that way. And that's okay. That is completely fine. What this means is you are going to, when you get to that healing process, because you're doing, you're taking the step in the direction of building your self-love, you start to realize how, how hurt you really are, how wounded you really are, and how much damage you've been doing over your life how much damage you've been doing to other people, to yourself, maybe even to your own children, maybe even to your parents, siblings. You start to understand the trauma bonds. You start to understand soul ties. You start to understand shadow work. You start to understand all the things. And that healing can be quite lonely. And if you are right there, if you are in that healing, I know I am, I'm still in some of that healing. I commend you and I see you, and you are doing amazing. When we love ourselves, it is like the deepest responsibility. We have now taken on the complete responsibility of our own happiness, something that we don't even realize was our own responsibility sometimes, right? Not all of you, right? But sometimes it's like stepping back and saying, you know what? I have got to make me happy. I have got to take responsibility, control. That's really what it was for me. 
I have to take back control. I have to take back my power over my thoughts, man, over my heart, over my joy, over my happiness, over the actions I take daily due to said happiness. It was a full on responsibility because now I am saying, yeah, these up things happened to me, but I'm going to be the one responsible for fixing it. If you guys haven't watched Will Smith talk about that, I suggest go watch it. Um, Just type in like Will Smith and responsible for your own happiness. He gives a great speech on that. I think that was the, that was the way that I realized it. I didn't realize that me having self-love was one of the biggest responsibilities I could ever take for myself. And when I heard him say it, man, that like opened my whole mind up. That just blew me away. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. Now I had been doing work and understanding of like radical acceptance, accepting what happened, accepting and just moving forward. Doesn't make it bad, doesn't make it wrong, doesn't make it good. But I still struggled with the forgiveness I still struggled with the, I needed them to say sorry. I still struggled with the how. I still struggled with the victimizing myself. And, but when I heard him say that, that really opened my mind. Ever since then, I have learned to say, I am in control of this. Because if you are like me, I'm a person who constantly is overthinking, right? I overthink my overthinking. And sometimes, I noticed that the reason I'm overthinking it because it's out of fear of making a mistake or of doing something wrong and, and, you know, something's going to fall apart. There's going to be a mistake and then I'm not going to be good anymore. And then it's just going to prove that I'm not good enough, right? Blah, 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 leads to all of that. So what I'm saying is I have to stop and say, Ashley, take action. Like I literally stop and say, take action. And that is the best way for me to take responsibility and take back my power over my thoughts in that moment. So when I catch myself spiraling in a moment of sadness or pain, or when I'm reliving a memory of any type of trauma, I either say self or I say take action. That way I know it is my responsibility. I need to bring my thoughts back to myself. I need to come back to the present ground, earth to self, right? You need to bring the earth, the ground back to yourself, back to your feet, land back down. We are here in this moment and you are in control. You have the power. That has really pushed me to a whole different level of understanding that responsibility for my own happiness. I cannot focus on everyone else's happiness around me. I cannot focus on the trauma, the issues, the pain. I cannot focus on or keep wanting and wanting and wanting someone to acknowledge the pain that I've gone through, to validate it for me, to apologize and forgive me. I will constantly be a victim. I would constantly be lost. I would constantly just be spiraling. I would not be grounded. And by doing that, I can bring myself back, right? And that is a step of self-love for me. By saying self when I notice myself spiraling or saying take action when I notice myself overthinking and being lost in my thoughts, I can keep moving. 
I know I mentioned earlier about Will Smith. Let me mention him again because he, when he talks about self-love, it is, it is one of them. It's, it's awesome. So another thing that he spoke on was that the best form of self-love was self-discipline. And I could not agree more. Now, now, that being said, <laughs> it's not that easy. I'm just not a good self-discipline person. So if you're a Virgo out there, you know that we are, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, okay? But Virgos actually are supposed to seek self-discipline and self-acceptance. We struggle in those areas. Yes, we are organized. Yes, we are analyzed. But since we are highly critical, we struggle with self-discipline and with self-acceptance. So I, this is something that I've learned actually in the last year and a half. And again, go look up Will Smith and self-discipline, self-love. Just type in all of those words together. You will see them. Great, great, great speech. So we take responsibility for our own happiness, right? We're, well, first we understand we need self-love. This is the first step in the healing journey, the healing, the healing part of our self-discovery journey, because now we can take care of those wounds ourselves. We can take care, give ourselves the band-aid. We can validate ourselves. We can give ourselves the care, the hugs, and take back control of our memories, of our life, and of our future, and our present and ground ourselves. So that being said, self-discipline is when you can keep continuing to do that (laughs) and um, doing the things for yourself that you know you need. And like Will Smith says, he says that, you know, self-discipline is the best self-love. It is self-love. When you're, for example, when you're eating a slice of pizza, self-discipline is saying, you don't need that pizza. We don't like the way it makes us feel. We don't like that. So you don't eat it. That is self-discipline. And that is also self-love, right? Because you love yourself enough to be like, nah, we don't, we're not going to eat that. One of the biggest things I learned when I was in therapy and I didn't understand it was self-discipline. I do now. (laughs) Thank goodness. But when I don't place myself, like when I don't show up for myself, that's what I'm trying to say. When I don't show up for myself, I am telling myself I'm not a priority. So when you love yourself, you prioritize yourself. When you love another person or in something, right? You love it, you prioritize it, you make it first. And if you don't, then you need to assess what type of love you're giving or what is the issue around giving that type of love? Because to love something is to prioritize it. When I didn't show up for myself, I was saying, I don't love you. You are not a priority to me. And I didn't realize that. I did not realize that. Now, if my sister, if my child, if my partner, if my mother, if they called and said, hey, I need you to pick me up at 3.30 in the morning, take me to the airport, and then I need you to come back, feed my dog, and do all that all by six. I would say yes, and I would be there on time, no questions asked. But when I tell myself, hey, I want you to get up at 5.30 in the morning, and I want you to go for a walk, and that way you have your walk-in before you get the kids up for school, and we're gonna feel great about ourselves. I don't show up for her. That is so much harder, right? Like that is so much harder to show up for yourself than it is for others. It just is, especially in its self-discipline that makes you show up for yourself. And when you show up for yourself, you're saying you are important to me 
And that is it. That is, that's so important. That's so important to understand. When you do not show up for yourself, you're saying you're not priority. When you do show up for yourself, you're saying you are priority. That's it, simple, period. Because for example, if you want, you say you say you have a boyfriend, right? And you want him to keep showing up to these dates that you that you guys have at Friday at 8 p.m. And he doesn't show up. He don't show up every two, three Fridays in a row. You're gonna start to think he don't love you. Yes, yes. Okay, so then if you tell yourself, okay, we're gonna start doing this every Saturday morning. We're gonna start getting up. And we're gonna start doing 25 minutes of yoga and you don't show up, guess who don't love you? You, you're proving that to yourself. So that is why self-discipline is the absolute best key to self-love. Like that is the actual, that is taking action of self-love. The craziest thing is what you're gonna find once you start actually following through with the promises you gave to yourself, you'll start to notice that you love yourself. You'll start to feel love, good about you. You'll start to trust yourself. Then that's going to lead you into taking more responsibility for your happiness. And you're gonna take more responsibility by showing up for yourself again, right? And then you're going to feel love. And then you're gonna feel more, you're gonna take more responsibility by showing up again. It is a big trifecta and it's beautiful. And I hope that you can get and just to clarify, like, let's just get into, so let's get into what it looks like. Like, let's get into exactly what self-love can, can look. Now, again, it can look so different for everyone. Self-love for you is going to look completely different for me. Now, again, there's going to be a foundation, right? Like, again, there's the self-discipline, the responsibility. Those types of things are foundation pillars for self-love but the actual little actions man they're not little for real but the different actions that you can take for you are going to be different so you hate showing up late to work but you keep doing it guilty okay i don't like being late but it had become an incredibly strong habit right one of the ways that you could show yourself that you love each yourself is by taking responsibility and going to bed earlier and or waking up earlier. And then the self-discipline kicks in when you wake up to actually do the thing to say, no, we don't like showing up late. We don't like the way that that feels. So we're going to do this. And then you follow through with it. You have to follow through with it. And then self-discipline comes again the next day when you take responsibility and you do it again. So when you show up to work that day, after you were responsible, you did the self-discipline. When you show up to work that morning and you're not late, you say you're 10 minutes early, you're going to have a much better day. You're going to feel love from yourself. You're going to feel more accomplished and you're going to feel like you did something for yourself. So then you're going to, you hopefully you would keep continuing to do it to remind yourself we like showing up for ourselves. That could be for you. It could be for you to say no, to learn how to say no when people keep asking you for things because for so long you've been a people pleaser. Some people have no problem with this. Sometimes we forget to say no, right? And some people struggle with that. That could be something that you might need to learn how to do so that that way you can give yourself more love and more space. You could have been wanting to learn a, another language, right? But you've been putting it on the back burner because you have told yourself over and over again that we don't have time for this. I don't, I don't have time. I'm not good at learning languages. 
whatever you need to tell yourself so that way you can keep excusing your behavior. And I don't want to hear it. You can say, Ashley, I really don't have time. Okay, well, then it's really not a priority then. Then you need to let it go. Can you let that dream go? Can you let that goal go? If not, then it's a priority and you need to make time for it. So anyways, you would show up for yourself by giving yourself 15 to 30 minutes a day doing that. And it's like, man, I really showed up for myself. Look at me learning. Look at me developing, right? It could, I could go on and on and on. It could be something like maybe you struggle with self-image. I struggled with self-image for so long. I tied my self-image with my self-work and I had to untie those. That was like two years of work just on that. So that was part of me loving myself by untying those. Keep showing up keep doing it, taking responsibility for how I had gotten here instead of victimizing myself. I don't want to be a victim anymore. Yes, horrible things happened, but I don't want to be the victim anymore. I have to take responsibility now. Yeah, it's my responsibility to make sure I'm healing. And I know you can do this for yourself. I see you keep doing wonderful things and go be great. 